and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And this is our second read-along book uh, episode. So we are diving back into Yolanda Olson's world and we are reading the Malediction Saga. This is going to be part one, two, and three. And yes. so we're starting off with Scavengers, which is book one. So we just, we, uh, okay, before we get into it, these are just our opinions. If we like something you don't like, vice versa, blah, 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 you know the drill. Okay, so we're, we decided to start recording, like, while we were still planning out our reading. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to get our, like, raw thoughts as we have them, because I feel like that's kind of the cool thing about the read-alongs, or at least the last one that we did, was it was, like, our thoughts as we were having them. And I really appreciated that. And I hope that we can continue that through our read-alongs because the whole reason why we started a podcast was because we just love to talk about smut with each other. We love to just sit down and talk about our books. And we decided to actually, you know, share that with people. And I feel like with some of our other ones, it's a, it's a little bit rehearsed, giving reviews and yada, yada, yada. But with the read-alongs, I kind of want it to be a little more raw. I kind of want it to just be me talking books with my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I – my biggest uh, – my favorite thing, I guess I should say, is that I love giving spoilers. The problem I have with the reviews is I tend to ramble because I'm trying to give enough detail without giving any sort of spoiler. And, like, with these, I can just talk about yeah. what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, like, the – that's the best part of these episodes for me. It's our unfiltered reactions as we have them. Because I know for the last one, we were like, oh, shit, we got to talk about it. Go to, go record, you know, like go to your mic. So I'm hoping that, that we can do the same thing with this one. So these books are a little bit longer than the last one was. So it's going to be a little more... Um, this episode's probably going to be a little longer, but so the first thing we need to do is figure out like. Uh, I found it. Chapter nineteen okay. is at forty nine percent, so that'll be our first stopping point. If you want to do fifty percent, so okay, we are going to read this. So let's talk about our thoughts before we get started, without having any knowledge of anything. Also, this time we didn't read any reviews, so like we really don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. I know, which is, it's nerve-wracking for me because I, I usually read reviews before I'll even touch a book, but with this one, it because it already ties into something that we're reading, I'm like, oh. Yeah, and um, the reviews, like, kind of spoiled something for Courtney the last time and ended up with us, like, even more confused. So I think it's kind of best if we go in blind to this. So the blurb really doesn't give you very much information at all. And I think we learned with Yolanda Olsen um, with Death Blooms that, like, even if you think you know something from the blurb, like, you probably don't. No, for sure. Um, also, I did learn, uh, just because I was trying to skim the book to figure out, like, where our next stopping point would be, this is a multi-POV. And does it have three? Uh, so I've only seen two so far, but I didn't like actually skim each chapter. But I know for sure it at least has two POVs. I think the third one does as well because the blurb has all three points of view as far as like, you know, blurb summary. Yeah. Um, the author's note says 
that her name should be a warning enough if we picked this up and that she just wanted to tell us that we're going to read something violent, dark, and it may cause high levels of uncomfort for the most part. She also doesn't condone anything that happens this story, so don't side-eye her. I fucking love that. I love when the author's note is like, if you pick this up, you should know my name and you should just be prepared for anything. Like, I fucking love those authors. Uh, Ammo Jones is the same way. It has such an Ammo Jones vibe. See, I said that with Death Blooms and you were like, I don't really get that vibe. But now I'm feeling it. They're both dark, but like in different ways. Like, I feel like, I don't know, they're both on like the pitch black side. But I felt like the shock factor with Yolanda Jones was a lot. Yolanda Olsen. Olsen. I've mixed them up. (laughs) Um, I feel like the shock factor with Yolanda Olsen was like a lot bigger because everything was kept vague until the very end. Yeah. Um, And so I'm interested to see if that's just her writing style or if that was just that book. I've been excited all week to read more of her, but I didn't want to do it without you, obviously. So, and I, I definitely feel like it's a lot easier to read these pitch black books when you're with someone else. Yeah. You, you need a, you need a book buddy. If you're going to read something dark, in my opinion, So here we are to be all of your book buddies. Yes. All right. So my first thoughts are, I know I said this with death blooms and it didn't turn out to be true, but I'm going to say it again. This looks like either a love triangle or a thruple uh, just because of the way the blurb is written. It has all three points of view in the blurb. It looks like uh, she's with both of them, but it kind of looks like the guys might be together as well. For me. I got totally different vibes from the blurb. Okay. I got I got the vibe that her and the burden, I don't remember what they said his name was. Ichabod. Ichabod. Like Ichabod Crane. Yeah. So I got the vibe that like the girl and him want to be together and the devil, Lakin, is trying to keep them apart. I see. Well, and here's the thing. So I read two different blurbs because there was two different yeah. uh, versions of this book. There's one that's part of like a, I guess, a box set-ish thing. It's the Codex. And so when I read that blurb for the devil's part, it kind of seemed like he was more, it was more platonic with him and the girl. Yeah. Uh, but with this one, it kind of because she says like she's like you know oh I have two different uses for them or I I love them and you know she found her loyalty in two men and nothing about them is the same but their similarity the similarities that she can see draw her to them and so I was like is this like a love thing or you know because we know that Lakin who's the devil in this blurb is going to be in a book in the, a brush with the devil which is the book that we wanted to read but we had to do this one first. And it's going to feature Grey Talbot from Death Blooms. Death Blooms. Yes. So, I don't know. Are we, I'm curious. Are we, before we get into this, are we positive that this is the one that we're supposed to read first? I don't know. Shit. Should we check? Because it says that it's Lakin from Malediction and okay. so him that from probably Death means, Blooms. That probably means that this is that we're we're on the right track here. Let's so hope let's, so, because if we're reading all of so, this out of order, we're like, uh. So this one was released January 15th, 2019. And let's go to her page. You Hold said on. It's, Sorry, I was typing in a brush with the devil. You'll never find it on the page. 
I, okay, uh, so it's August 20th, 2019. Okay, so we're doing it right. Okay, hopefully. Okay. Like I said, we don't know if this is like a previous... We we know nothing. We know we, nothing. Um, this is um, actually... A Brush with the Devil is only 91 pages. So realistically, it could be another prequel novella that came out after the series. Oh, that would be fucked up. <laughs> okay, so I'm excited. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm kind of going into a blind and just seeing what happens, which I like to do sometimes. I hope you guys will read it with us. It is on Kindle Unlimited. So, all right, guys. I mean, we're so we're going to pause probably here and then we will see you again at, at chapter 19. Yes, chapter 19, 50, 49% into the book. Okay, right. cool. So, pause here. Okay, so we're back. We have reached chapter 19. Um, a lot to unpack here. I'm just going to put a trigger warning now. I guess it's not needed if anyone's reading along with us. But uh, necrophilia-ish. No, definitely. incest. <laughs> There's no ish about that. She fucked a dead body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did. And All it's right. it's more mention of incest than like actual descriptive incest, but it was definitely descriptive ne necrophilia. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we it is a multi POV with all three parts. So there's Ichabod, who is the burden. He's a junkie, and yeah. he is friends with Beatrix, who is. A serial killer? Well, maybe. She, I mean, I guess. You've killed multiple people, so I guess. But she was a high priestess at a satanic church. So, yeah, the, the Church of Lucifer or whatever. The Temple of Lucifer. The Light of Lucifer. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, well, and then there's Lakin, who is also a serial killer. Probably. I, okay, Here's what I really like about this author. You don't know what the fuck is going on until you know what the fuck is going on. So it's yeah. all just guessing. <laughs> okay, okay, but so hear me out. So Lakin is into Beatrix and then he meets he meets Ichabod when Ichabod goes to Trixie's house to score some money to get some drugs cuz he's a junkie. And, and she and she tells him that you know, I'd rather you come here for money than to have your head slamming against the headboard because he turns tricks for money to get yeah. drugs. So Lakin meets him and he's, I want to say intrigued. Like he's not, you know, he's a little intrigued. I, I don't want to say enamored because he's not really. I, like he doesn't have human emotions. He thinks human life is worthless. He doesn't like people. He just kind of is like, oh, well, Trixie's into this thing, so I'm going to be into this thing. I Well, and I thought that he was intrigued at first, but the more that I've read, the more I'm not thinking that anymore. I well, think that – well, I think originally it started off as him just, like, placating this guy because he knew that Beatrix had a soft spot for him, and then – like, as time has gone on, like, 
I'm I think he's on the fence as to whether or not Ichabod is an annoyance. I think he like hasn't really decided yet if he is bothered by this guy or not. Well, and there's and then there's like vague mentionings of like him, you know, having sex with him. He wants to sleep with Beatrix, by the way. So he has to be at least bisexual or the stirrings of bisexual, whatever. Well, but Ichabod it, is probably bisexual but lakin i think is just like like i said like placating the idea of having sex with ichabod just to make beatrix happy and so but here's the thing so they decide to go on a road trip that beatrix has i'm assuming planned in the past or wanted to do in the past and so they're each they're gonna pick party favors which is people that they're gonna kill and so they decide to like pick you know, one person each, but the only person who doesn't pick anyone is Lakin. And so Beatrix kind of like, she keeps trying to get Ichabod to stay home. She like, she gives him money and she was like, you need to go home. You need to go home now. And more than once. And so at the very, towards the end, she kind of like gives him money. And she's like, you need to go home because he's going to pick one of us to kill. That's the reason he didn't pick party favors on the road is because he's going to kill one of us. You you need to leave because I'd rather it be me. And Ichabod is like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm not scared of dying. Like, I, what do I have to live for? You know, I'd rather give it, give it a go and, you know, make sure you survive out of this. And so now I'm thinking there was a, a priest at the Satanic Lucifer Temple, whatever, that Amazing. Trixie killed. It was her person, her party favor to choose. She didn't get to kill him. No, so she didn't end up killing him. Lakin killed him. And Lakin then she killed had him and then Lakin, body. And then Lakin took uh, Zoe as yeah, well Zoe, and killed so her. Zoe was Ichabod's party favor. And I don't think he knew what he was choosing at first. He just kind of like chose someone. As a party favor, and then like so, he, what I happened think was he Zoe, and then it turned out that Zoe is his half sister, and, and he used he was to having fuck sex her. with her. They were originally having a sexual relationship before he stopped because he started turning trick, and he didn't want to give her an STD. Yeah, and so then Lakin kills her too, and it kind of comes down to like where now we're at the point where. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's almost certain that Lakin is going on this trip and I- I'm assuming going to kill people from, you know, during this trip and then kill one of them, either Ichabod or Trixie. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know what's going on still. Like, I do, but I don't. And and right at the end, we find out that. The reason why Ichabod got on drugs in the first place could be because of Beatrix. Yeah, it kind of seemed like that, right? That's what it sounded like. He, yeah, he keeps mentioning a her and like Lakin, Lakin asked. And so he was like, really, he was, well, not concerned. He wasn't concerned, but he asked and Ichabod said something and he kept mentioning a her and it kind of seems like it's Trixie. He said that. She should at least be given the chance to defend herself. And then it went into a flashback of Beatrix when she met Ichabod and she had poor intentions. We don't know what her intentions were yet, but we know that she 
approached him with the sole plan of fucking with him. Yeah. And okay. And I, way. I think, I think because her whole shtick is like she lures her little piggies, she lures her little victims with her for the intentions of sex, and then she kills them. So I think she originally intended to kill Ichabod in the flashback, and then somehow it it ended up with him being, like, hooked on drugs. Yeah, I think he was going to be a sacrifice for the church. Yeah, so I'm I'm so excited to see how it unfolds. We're about 50% into the book. I there Yeah, is, we're 49% in. I'm excited to see how it all comes together and and so we know sort of so here's the thing we don't actually know if gray talbot and lakin are gonna end up together in the uh actual thing it could be that he's just a victim like i don't know now that I, I don't know. You know like maybe i'm kind of like i'm kind of just gonna like put that book out of my mind yeah for now because there's Honestly, like Death Blooms did not end the way that I thought it would. So I have no reason to believe that this will or that the next one will. Like I I'm uh There's I think too okay. to go after this. I'm so I, confused because it almost seems like it's gonna wrap up in this book, but then like there's two more books in the series, and so like I'm so confused about how it's all gonna go down. I'm I I kind of like going into this author's books blind. Well, she doesn't really give you a fucking choice. Okay. No, no. There's there's <laughs> zero background, zero detail. There's just you get like these these vague points and like some vague flashbacks, but there's not a whole lot of real concrete detail to like go on as far as like you. You have a little bit of foreshadowing. Like I said, we're just spitballing here. Like, I have zero yeah. idea what's going to happen. Maybe I think that this is going to happen, but then something out of left field happens, you know? Yeah, because, like, we were so wrong with Death Blooms. All the things that we thought in the beginning, it was all wrong. And so I'm wondering, reading the blurb, for this one, I had a totally different impression of how Beatrix was going to be than how she actually is. Same. She, because they refer to her as like the princess and the priestess and like, mm -hmm. you know, all this, all these things, this untouchable beauty, blah, blah, blah. But she's a badass bitch and like a scary badass bitch. Like I would walk on the other side of the street if I saw her. You know yeah. what I mean? No, for sure. I know. I like I well, I kind of saw her as like a, a mafia boss-ish kind of girl at first. I was like, oh, well, like maybe a badass bitch who kind of like, you know, runs things, but it's not at all what I pictured. This whole book is not at all what I pictured. I'm here for it. I am too. And I'm really excited to see what comes next. I'm not seeing necessarily anything darker than uh Death Blooms. So far, I mean, I'm not saying that we won't because there, again, there's two more books after this, and it seems like this is all going to get resolved in one book. So I think this is already darker than Death Blooms. You think so? I think that I mean, there was incest, necrophilia, talking okay, about okay, okay, uh, talking yeah, about those so It was you know they they were so much. They happened so fast. 
Whereas I feel like Death Blooms really built up the whole like turning people into animals. Thing. And is that really any darker than necrophilia? Like realistically, well, it's turning I mean, a whole ass human and completely altering their body and then turning them over to an owner, friends together, <laughs> any darker. This isn't like a prequel to Death Blooms. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just saying like I I'm not seeing any necessarily super darker elements. Like I mean, yeah, it's dark. There is obviously super weirdly dark themes. I I don't think it's really any darker than the things that know. we've seen. I think it is. But I think I don't know because there wasn't a whole lot of murder and like hurting of people aside from the pets in death blooms like there was one murder and it was like he didn't want to do it you know what i mean like there was a respect for human life in that one and this one there is none and so it just adds a different element it just makes me wonder how the dynamic is gonna happen later like because i feel like the end game here is reading a brush with the devil for me so like i keep thinking of like how Lakin is going to interact because he straight up says he was like human life is worthless to me i feel nothing for humans human life is absolutely worthless he says it straight up like and i keep wondering how it's gonna interact with the the next you know the next phase i guess the next book i'm curious to know if any of her books have a happy ending fair enough i am too i'm wondering if i'm kind of hoping that the you know trixie and ichabod yeah. Maybe make it That's- together and Lakin just kind of moves on, like maybe gets obsessed with Gray in the middle of this. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to keep going. All right, I am too. Okay, all right. And this is where you pause. Pause here. Okay, so we are back. We have finished book one. We have not yet started book two. So, okay. This series is crazy. I finished it last night before I went to bed. So I had to like reread the last couple pages to make sure it was fresh. <laughs> yeah, I finished it this morning. So what are your thoughts? I'm okay. I'm still not any really less confused yet. Like a little bit, but not really. So we know now that they definitely are serial killers. Well, Lakin and Trixie are. Yeah. Uh, Ichabod was not involved But now he is because they basically told him, like, kill or be killed. And I, okay, there's going to be some significance with Beatrix's birthday coming up in three days. But we don't really know what exactly the significance is. Um, We know that they're probably going to kill somebody on her birthday. But, like, I don't know. Also, Lakin, like, wants to start a cult, but I don't know if he's just, like, talking shit or if he really actually wants to start a cult. I there's, – there's a lot going on. So much. And so at the very end of the book, they kidnapped they, – they had gone to this hotel on the way – to for the road trip and when they had stopped at a truck stop Ichabod and Trixie took off on Lakin because he had shot Ichabod up with uh, drugs but they were apparently not good because he was fine and um, so he Ichabod got Trixie and they ditched Lakin and went to a motel to kind of like hide out for a minute or no, sorry, they ditched him and were driving and then Lakin caught up to them. He picked up some random chick on the way 
that stopped while he was hitchhiking, sort of. Yeah, and, and that's who they ended up killing. Yeah. So, yeah, he took her to a hotel and ra- raped her. Definitely yep. raped her. Yeah, definitely. And then tied her up and waited. And then so Trixie and Ichabod stopped at the same hotel on the road. And Lakin was there. And so there was some male mail that happened. Lakin and Ichabod had sex along with Trixie. It was a threesome. And then they all murdered the girl. Twist, little twist that happened was in earlier in the book, Trixie had been trying to pick up a girl to kill, I assume, at a bar. Yeah. And uh, she ended up being the clerk of this motel. And so Lakin kind of sweet talked her. And he told her, he was like, oh, yeah, I want to be a cult leader. And they kidnapped her. He was like, you're going to be my first follower. And so that was kind of the end of book one, where they're finishing up their road trip. And now they're trying to, I guess, maybe mold Ichabod into like a little a killer like them. Originally, they were going to kill him. Also, let's talk about the fact. Let's talk about the freckle. Oh, yeah. He's got a thing. So he... They skinned that girl that was driving the car that got raped. They skinned her and they're drying her skin out on top of the van. Because so Lakin that- wants to give Trixie freckles. He said yeah. that that, was, that would make her perfect as if she had freckles. And she saw the girl and was like, oh, I want those freckles. Oh, the fuck? So I... I feel like her books, I mean, they're dark, but I feel like they're more dark on like the grotesque side. You know what I mean? Like, with the pets making thing, and then yeah. this with, like, where they're just, like, drying, you know, drying up people's skin, like, leather it's face. It's shock factor. It's, yeah, it's more, it's more a gore-based horror dark than I would, you know, because a lot of the dark romances we read don't necessarily um, have this sort of content, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even the serial killer books I read, like, aren't like this. It's more like, oh, we're serial killing slash stalking slash possible dub-con, non-con. Me, it reminds me, um, it's the same, like, vibe that you get from reading, I think it was called The Skeleton King, the one that you said that you wouldn't read. No. Yeah. Um, it, it gives me, like, the same vibes. They're all just, well, Lakin and Trixie are just so cool with the whole necrophilia aspect, too. And that's, like, in that book, because that book has necrophilia. In that book, it was just normal. Like, nobody thought anything of it because they had created their own little world, basically. It, it, like, it's not a paranormal, but, like, it, it, it's borderline, you know, because it's got its own world building. Yeah. And so in that book, like all these shock factor, outlandish, totally just grotesque things are just normal to them. And I feel like it's the same vibe in this book where like all of these just completely crazy things to normal people are normal to them like yeah i don't know you definitely you really really have to suspend your belief of reality in in these types of books yeah especially like this one like i find myself having to like get into this mindset where like nothing will shock me really just because i I feel like this author (laughs) does a really good job at what she does yeah it's it's written in an almost believable way like, you know what I mean? She gets you into the mindset of her characters so easily. I feel like that it's you're just along for the ride and waiting to find out what happens next. And I don't feel like I, I it doesn't leave me, I don't know, in like a negative headspace afterwards because it's just written so well. 
I got, this is a really talented author, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The writing is just top notch. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't hit any real spaces in this book or even really the previous one, other than a little minor bit of disgust. But like, I, I'm not in the headspace where I'm like, oh my God, like this is going to torment Fuck, me. Yeah. It's yeah. really, yeah, it's written so well that it's, it's like you get the shock factor without getting like, the super bad hangover afterwards yeah like maybe a little hangover but not like oh my god i need something light and fluffy like i no, I'm yeah. gonna add, i did read light and fluffy after <laughs> I will say i'm reading angst now so because i'm waiting to start the second book i'm just Me really too. eager to dive into uh mm-hmm. book two which i have read the blurb I didn't. I should have. I'm going in blind. You tell me. Okay. So basically, they're now they're on the road trip. Ichabod knows everything mostly except for what's going to happen at the end. They're getting closer to someone, to the the main event, which is Trixie's birthday, where something is going to happen with a he. We have zero uh, context, really, anything like that. However, Lakin is still kind of on the fence. Like he, he thinks that Ichabod and Trixie are going to try to kill him. And so he's kind of like, oh, you know, they have a plan and they're plotting against me, but I'm going to come out on top in the end. And Ichabod's just kind of like processing because he he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of just seems like from the blurb. The thing that I get from the ending of this book is that they all have their own agendas. None yeah. of them is really on the page that they make themselves seem like they all have their own agendas and they all are not in it with the best interest of anybody else really and yeah i would say interesting i would say ichabod is i mean just just the most dependent because at first it seemed like he was so into trixie and he is but it almost seems like he's kind of shifted that uh adoration that he had for Trixie onto Lakin, even though he knows that Lakin like doesn't care. But he thinks Lakin does. Like the last page of this book, he's starting to believe that Lakin does care and that Lakin does want him, but Lakin fucking doesn't. Lakin no, is Lakin out for doesn't his own want good. anybody. Like he, yeah. he wants to have sex with Trixie. That's he's like the only reason she's still alive is because she hasn't like she hasn't fucked me yet. Like, you know, and she hasn't given thing. it up. And that's his thing is that he he fucks everybody before he kills them. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't bode well for poor little Ick, poor Ichabod. I know because he, he's been fucked now, so he's not useful anymore. Nope. Although, to be fair, I mean, I think maybe Lincoln might keep him around as like a lackey in his cult because he's so he says that he idolized uh, or he liked Charles Manson. Lincoln likes Charles Manson because he never really he was so good at like convincing other people to do the dirty work. That's what he liked about being a cult leader was he could convince his little followers to do the things, you know, with just his charisma and his charm. And so he kind of like throughout the book, you get the feeling that he's very much self-absorbed and like a little narcissistic. Cause he's like, you know, I'm so handsome. I'm so hot. I am so charismatic, you know, throughout he kind of like praises all of these things about himself. And he's like, I could totally be a cult leader. Yeah, I can do this. I can convince people to do whatever I want. So I'm thinking he might kind of try to convince Ichabod to be like one of his little followers and possibly even turn on Trixie. Yeah, I think he would. 
I think Ichabod would turn on Trixie. Yeah. Oh, and also uh, Ichabod or Trixie was kind of the one who got him started on the drugs. However, she didn't give them to him. She sent him to some man. Once again, we have no context on who the man is. Ichabod, when they're talking, he he straight up says he was like, you know, you weren't. It's not necessarily your fault. Whatever, you know, you didn't send me to him. He gave me the the pipe. He gave me the needle. Whatever. And they always emphasize he but they never say like the name. So I'm wondering if maybe he's going to come up. I didn't even pick up on that, but you're right. So I, I don't know. These are the perfect books to do this with because there's so many theories. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cause you don't really know what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm ready to start book two. I am too. All right guys. So this is where we're going to pause. Um, oh, we need to figure out where we're coming back oh, at. Okay, hold on one second. I'm actually on the book now. Let me... Okay, good, because I haven't There's... downloaded it. Let's see. Chapter 15 starts at 51%. Perfect. Okay, okay so we will come back when we reach uh, 51... Or when we reach chapter 15 of Vultures... Um, which is the second book. So if you're reading along with us, go ahead and pause here. Okay, so we are back. We're 51% through book two. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say we got necessarily any answers, but there is a little bit more context yeah so like the first not quite half but like almost half of the first half of this book <laughs> uh if you're following my math um was like backstory it was like flashbacks from different characters so we, we had basil and violet and we've had like different storytellings from ichabod and from Lakin and like just lots of backstory about stuff that like we knew but we didn't know like the full detail on it so we got some details on that I think I know and you texted me <laughs> right before we started recording so we think we know who got him hooked on drugs yeah so uh we're thinking well I'm thinking at least uh because Lakin asked for the, the backstory about how Ichabod got hooked because it's implied that it's Trixie's fault. At least she thinks that it is. I think that it was uh, Merrick, who was the original leader of the the satanic temple that Beatrix was in. And she was like his little star student and he oh. made a bunch of allowances for her. And so he met someone who said his name was Basil at a pizza shop. During I his thought like, it was flashback Ser recounting. I'm thinking it's Sergio. Mm. That's the pizza shop owner. Because when Basil saw him about to go into the pizza shop, he said, you're not going in there alone, are you? Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I am. And then there was a note on the pizza box. Okay. Yeah. No, I guess that would make more sense. But Merrick also has some merit to it. Yeah, because he was, like, he always allowed, uh, he kept allowing, like, things to slide with 
Trixie. He was always like, you know, he promoted her to high priestess. Even after Lakin killed him, he made sure that like Basil upheld it. He was very, very pro Trixie, even though she got complaints from other members. And like, I just, I thought it was a little funky. Hmm. I, I feel like it's really interesting that we both got different, um, like answers from that story. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. It could be Sergio. That actually makes sense. I mean, but so does Merrick. I don't know. They both, like, I guess it could be either. My mind didn't even go to Merrick. It only went to Sergio, like, because it was in the pizza shop and. Yeah, the um, no. I, yeah, I can and see Basil that. was like, really, like, you're not going in there alone, are you? And it's like, it's a pizza shop. Like, why would he say that, you know? Yeah. And then, especially because it's Basil and he doesn't really give a fuck about anybody except for Violet. And, like, and also, okay, wait, let's back it up and talk about Violet, her point of view, her being fucking terrified of Ichabod. Yeah, that was a little strange to me, too. So, uh, I don't know if you've already covered this, but um, Violet was not his, not Basil's girlfriend, who's the newest leader of the Satanic Temple that Beatrix was she belonged well, to, and then she was kicked out not of uh, anymore. He's dead now. Well, yeah, he he's dead. But so while he was alive, uh, he didn't like Beatrix from the beginning. He, I don't think he really liked her. Like I think he was attracted to her, but he didn't like her. And he really liked Violet, and so like she was his little protege. And uh, one time during one of their uh, orgies. <laughs> yeah like den party or whatever they call yeah, it I don't so remember. violet had a little bit of a plan and or not violet sorry beatrix had a plan in place and she ended up murdering violet while pretending that she wanted to have a threesome with them with basil and violet so yeah she but previously to that night right before she got killed ichabod had i guess kind of cornered her and come after her a little bit and told her to lay off beatrix yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of scary. I thought it was Lakin at first until they said me green too. eyes. Same. And I was like, same. What? The green eyes gave it away for me too. And then I was like, well, maybe it's this other he. Yeah. But I see. Maybe it is, Sergio. Now I'm thinking because Merrick was already dead at that point. And yeah. they have been referencing that other he for a while now. But so, does, I don't know. does Beatrix know that Sergio is obsessed? Because it seems like I, everybody she comes you know into what? contact with, like, kind of gets a little bit obsessed with her, except for Basil was one of the only people who saw through it. I think, you know what? I just thought of something else that's cementing my belief that it's Sergio. So, because after that, Lakin was like, okay, I understand now. Like, this is going to be a surprise for you. Maybe she does have a heart. I think that on her birthday, they're going to kill Sergio. Yeah, but why would they leave Albuquerque just to kill him? Because isn't Maybe. he still there? We don't know. Huh. They haven't specifically said. Well, because that's where the pizza shop was. It was right down the road from like her house or the temple or whatever. Right, but this is years later. That's true. He was 15 when they went to the pizza shop, turning 16. Yeah, and he, he did say that that was his first trick. So if it is Sergio, Sergio is the one that got him hooked on drugs, but also he was the first person 
that got him into turning tricks for the drugs. Yeah. And Beatrix has never liked that he had to sleep with other people for drugs, which is yeah. why she was always providing him money whenever she saw him. So, ooh, okay. You've changed my mind. I thought maybe it was Merrick at first, but I think you're right because it wouldn't, I feel like it wouldn't be such a huge deal now, especially because he is dead. Right. And it, it and Lakin was like very um, pushy about getting that story about finding out what happened and why she thinks it's her fault. And she brought him there also and told him that, you know, since you're my friend, if you need a decent meal, he'll get it for you. Probably not thinking that, yeah, he'll get a decent meal, but he's going to have to pay for that somehow. Yeah. Also, fun fact, we got a little bit of a, maybe not context, but so, uh, in the past, right before it switched to the present, it was Lakin's point of view when Beatrix calls him and she's actually the one that set up the road trip with the express purpose of, I think, sacrificing Ichabod. Yeah. Which, fuck her. Yeah. I don't really like her. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of anyone in this book. I Me I kind either. of like Ichabod, but at the same time, I don't because I feel like his points of view feel a little fake to me. Like, I feel like he's going to go off the deep end and like really reveal that he was one of the biggest monsters. Um, Yeah. There's been a couple hints of that, but nothing enough to really like set your teeth on edge. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just have a feeling that like his points of view, maybe it's just because he was dulled by the drugs, but I feel like during this road trip, something's going to, I don't really like any of them right now. I'm not a fan. I know. I'm I like, love the story, but I'm so curious as to how it's going to play out. I'm like, because there's redeeming qualities in all of them. Sort but, of, yeah. Yeah. Well, because Lakin is, here's the thing is, he said, I think it was in book one or maybe early book. No, it was book one. He said that he doesn't like to have sex with unwilling participants, but every one of uh, his points of view essentially that has another woman besides Beatrix in them, he's having, he's raping them. He's yeah. And he tells himself, raping. he tells himself, well, they would want it because he picks people that are attracted to him and are coming at him for sex. Yeah. Well, except for Piper, who I don't think was coming at him for it. Like she was, you know, responding yeah. to his flirting. But when she, he knocked her out, she tried to attempt to run. Piper was the, uh, the clerk at the motel that they had kidnapped at the end of book one. Um, she gets points of view in this book as well. And so he, she tried to run out of the van. They had tied her up in the back of the van. She got out, she tried to run and he ended up taking her. He knocks her head against, I think the van and like she, she, she knocks out and then he has sex with her and he's like, Oh yeah. Like she would definitely want this if she were awake. And it's like, no, she wouldn't. What? Yeah. He's, I think he's, like, like, a genuine, like, I don't know. He definitely narcissist. is a narcissist. Like he's definitely, yeah, and he's definitely, like, very self-absorbed, very, um, but I think, like, to an extreme unhealthy manner. And then Beatrix has some kind of mental disorder. Oh, for sure. I think she's, like, oh, I don't want to put a name to it because I don't want to. Uh, unduly stereotype based yeah. on you know so but yeah she's got she's got something uh, something is going on and Ichabod I mean obviously drugs have dulled and addled 
But they said in the beginning, or he said in the beginning, that the drugs uh, help him to, like, mute all of the symptoms that he has. Yeah. So, so he had some kind of mental illness as well. Even before he was doing drugs, um, he was sleeping with his half-sister. Yeah. Like, he says that she he kind of implies maybe that his mother was doing something too as he's like oh she she shows me affection like the same way my mom did but at least she hasn't thrown me away yet yeah and so uh you know it's just poor ichabod's had a, a struggle of a life prior to even meeting beatrix we don't and all even, that we don't even know anything about beatrix or lakin's backstories like we don't even know what they do for a living nothing no. so i'm curious about what's gonna yeah and how do you fund your serial killer lifestyle like what kind of job do you have that just funds this because i've read a lot of serial killer books and usually a career is mentioned (laughs) yeah um i i don't know obviously they have money like it's been made clear that they have money i wonder if they're trust fund kids like you remember in death blooms uh what was it yeah Aiden, right? No, not Aiden. Was no, a Aiden's girl. a girl. Um, I yeah, I know. What you're okay, anyway, about. yeah. So he was a trust fund kid, and he like went across the pond. He went across the ocean a couple, like with his friends, and like shot people in the head. I'm wondering if maybe there's like kind of a situation like that with Lakin, or at least Beatrix. She has. She just sounds kind of fancy. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I am too. I, I don't I know if we're gonna get answers happen. to that though. I don't either, but there's still a whole nother book. So we it's might. It's the shortest, I think, though. I think it's only 98 pages. Oh, I thought it was 111. Mm, I, mean, I think the last one is 98. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah, then the last book is 98 pages. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can get back into it. Yep. We've given our big theories. Our big theory. Uh, for me, is is Sergio is the one that uh, got him hooked on drugs, and that he's going to be the one sacrificed on her birthday because her birthday is when everything's going to come to a head. So that is my guess, but uh, I might be wrong because um, you never know. <laughs> okay, so I just I read the blurb for Carrion, which is the third Malediction series. Girl, you're skipping. No, no, no. I just, it was just the blurb. It was just the blurb because I needed to add it to my library. Uh, <laughs> I think that this storyline ends at the end of this book because oh. the, the blurb makes it seem like there's nothing. I don't know. It looks like one of them or two of them are gone. Well, shit. Okay, so okay. let's finish this book. And then um, we will come back at the end of book two. I don't remember what the name of it is. Is it Vultures? It is. It's Vultures. Yeah. Okay. So we'll come back at the end of Vultures and we will do a um, recap on this book. See where our thoughts are. See where we're going from there. Um, So if you're reading along with us, now is the time to pause. Okay, we're back. Um, so it's actually been a couple of days for us. Yeah. 
since recording the last part because we had a little bit of a busy weekend. So I don't necessarily exactly remember um, everything from where I left off. I finished the book last week and then I went back and just reread the last few chapters. Um, so, but holy shit. <laughs> like, I know. It, it didn't end bad. Um, and I think I was right in that uh, the next, the third book of the series isn't going to be the same three characters. I think it's only going to be Ichabod, Lakin, and then somebody else. Well, I don't know because Beatrix, her story is not over. I don't know what the deal is with her, but where we left off is they went and they killed Sergio. So I was right on what we had talked about the last time we recorded, where my theory was that it was Sergio that got him hooked on drugs and hooking. Yes. And um, so it, it was Sergio and Beatrix had like, um, I don't know, a, a grudge for him. And so she chewed through his throat and then let Ichabod and Lakin finish him off by chopping off his head. So, and then Ichabod, like, unknowingly just wanted to be a good friend to Beatrix, gave her a bath and cleaned her up, and that, like, sealed the ritual for her, having somebody innocent clean her or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, um, and also, uh, so we were a little wrong in our theory. Uh, Ichabod was never going to be necessarily sacrificed or at least not killed. So when Beatrix set up this road trip, when she called Lakin and set it up, she made a deal. So he wanted something innocent to corrupt and I'm assuming eventually kill on his own. But the only innocent thing she had to offer was Ichabod. So the deal was that he would go on this road trip with her and help her kill uh, Basil and Sergio. So Sergio, because of what happened with Ichabod and Basil so that she could take back over the church. And in exchange, she would give Lakin Ichabod. So, the end of this book, it pissed me off. Like, the last, Beatrix's last chapter frustrated me. Because yeah. she straight up, she like, so she uh, she takes a nap after her bath. And the ritual is over. And she wakes up. And um, she's like, oh, you know, I all of my love for Ichabod is gone now because like he was flinching. He he refused my touch. So like I no longer have any like, pity or sympathy or anything like that for him. And, and he refused like, her touch because she was drugging him every time she touched him. Yeah. And not only that, but like he so this whole during this whole series, these whole two books, he has been withdrawing from drugs at the same time as being essentially an accessory slash participating in murders that he, I don't necessarily, I don't think he wanted to, not at first. And I don't really think at the end either. Like he wasn't, he didn't sign up for that really. No. You know what yeah, I mean? He so, didn't really know what was going on. And it's the one person that he trusted. He was all in for Beatrix. Like she's always been kind of like his savior and, you know, he loved her and like, she's the one who really got him into this. Like she tried to get him out a few times, but it was half-hearted at best. Yeah. And, and so she was like secretly hoping that he wouldn't take the bait and leave the whole time. Yeah. Like, so for her to be like, Oh, he refused my touch. Really just like, I was so upset. I was like, well, duh, duh, Beatrix. But yeah, like he knows you've been drugging him. No wonder. Yeah. And she's been, like, well, I have to get him 
more like i have to keep drugging him so that he'll be compliant and blah 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 yeah she's a bitch yeah and you know and lincoln yeah like i mean i don't necessarily i hate him i i don't like him obviously i don't like really anybody here except for like sort of ichabod i don't really like any of the characters i didn't connect really with a whole any of them no yeah so (laughs) but you know maybe basil (laughs) right (laughs) I think Basil really was the best person in this entire series, and that's saying something. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there was no, not one normal character. No. Not Zero likability. Like, I mean, we still have the third book to go. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm not yeah. feeling too confident that um, there will be <laughs> a likable character there either. Um, let's see. Well, let's read the blurb for it. Yeah, I'm just pulling it up right now. So, so the blurb is what makes me think it's going to be a new, uh, a new character. And this book is um, shorter. It's the shortest one, I think. It's only like ninety something pages. Okay, the synopsis. Yeah, so this one is the Magistra, the Bastard, and the Unloved. So. Uh, it looks like it's a new girl, um, but Beatrix is going to be in the book somewhere. Or maybe a guy. It kind of looks like someone is looking to save Ichabod. Yeah. And it is a girl, Gizzy. So it's Gizzy is the magistra. I think she was a part of possibly the church. These are just my thoughts. Like, I don't know anything yet. And then there's obviously Lakin. Uh, he's the bastard, and then the unloved, which I think is Ichabod. I don't know for sure though. It doesn't actually say the unloved is Ichabod, and I'm pretty sure the bastard is Lakin. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm part of me thinks that the magister might be Beatrix. No, because it says that she's standing in the rubble of what priestess Beatrix left behind. But after she burns down the church, because that's her plan. She's going to go back home after this road trip and burn the church down. But the whole big ending of the second book was that she's a new person now. That was the whole big ending. I'm reading a review and it says that Trixie disappears. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, it says a mysterious G is asking for help in in the aftermath of Trixie's disappearance. So it could be, maybe, but I don't think so. Just because I could see Trixie like burning the church down and then just up and dipping to go fulfill or her. Or maybe the bastard isn't Lakin because it, in the blurb, Ichabod says that, you know, he hasn't left Lakin or he won't leave Lakin because he just wants to be belong to somebody. But he says that, he left him just like Beatrix. Hmm. I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to figure it out. Okay. So I guess we can get started, and then um, let's figure out where we're going to. Yeah, this so one's so short that we're chapter gonna... eight is forty-eight percent. Okay. So okay. we will be back at yeah. chapter eight for those of you reading along. All right, pause here.
Okay. All right. We're back. Yep. So. So. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Go ahead. So what we know is that Beatrix did run away. She did do her best to dismantle the church, and Lakin did take Ichabod. And Ichabod is just kind of like. I don't know, surviving, not really living. He lets Lakin do whatever he wants to him, and he doesn't argue, and Lakin said that he's starting to get bored. So they get a letter. They go to um, – they get a letter from Gizzy, who's the new, I don't know, high priestess of the Church of Satan or whatever, and she's asking for help, but she hasn't said what she needs help with. And Lakin kind of wants to fuck everybody and then kill them and leave is the impression I'm getting. Yep, that's that's about <laughs> what it is. And it's been six months. So Beatrix went back to Albuquerque and she burned down the church, I think. And yeah, just dismantled it. And um, that it's it's been a while since. And Ichabod's kind of hoping to find her. Yeah, Ichabod misses her, which, like, who fucking knows why? Ichabod is, like, really uh, just fucked mentally. Like, I don't really know what his deal is yeah. because he's uh, he latches on to people that are really bad for him. Yeah, and Gizzy says that uh, she she's noticing, you know, that Ichabod uh, – I guess is attached to Lakin, but obviously that he's no good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I know you texted me and said, I don't know what's going to happen with this short amount of book left. Yeah. We're already halfway through just about halfway through and it's nothing has really been said or done. You know what I mean? It's just, there's only so much left. Like, honestly, I think there's only, what, 10 minutes left in the reading time? 15 minutes left in book is what my Kindle says. Yeah. And I, we haven't gotten anywhere yet. So I'm wondering, you know, how it's going to end. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Beatrix is going to come back or, you know. Also, Lakin mentioned, so he wants to... um he wants to fuck the the guy Dresden, who is like Gizzy's second in command. I think he just wants to do that to piss off Ichabod. He likes when Ichabod gets jealous. Yes, but he says, "Oh, this guy is straight like me." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Ichabod's the only uh, man that Lincoln has been with. But at the same time, I don't think you can say. Yeah. <laughs> You <laughs> fuck this man every day. I don't think multiple, yeah, multiple times a day for at least six months it's been now. And it kind of seems like Ichabod has wormed his way a little bit into Lincoln because Ichabod's yeah. been talking back since they got to the church. And Lincoln says, you know, he doesn't really care. He doesn't give a shit about like anybody else. But when Ichabod told him that he wasn't gonna leave. Lakin's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll stay and just see what's going on. But I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting any big sort of romance coming from Yolanda Olson's books, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> but I know. So, all right. <laughs> that's that's all we've got so, so far. Yeah. So when we finish this book, we will come back. So if you are reading along with us, pause here. 
Okay, we're back. So it ended. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah. It there was so much packed in that last half. My reaction was literally, huh. When yeah. I finished the book, like that was it. Like, huh. It took a turn. <laughs> okay, so we ended with Gizzy asking um Lakin and Ichabod, or Lakin really, to come down and help the church and so when we picked back up Ichabod Gizzy had kind of convinced Ichabod to stay and yeah. join the church but she was a liar McLiar face yeah she was she sucked you know I keep hoping that there's gonna be someone who shows up and you're just gonna be like oh I like this person and it doesn't it doesn't happen so uh, anyway, so Lakin just kind of was like, okay, that's fine. And he leaves. And uh, Ichabod joins the church, but he gets mad. Like, yeah. he he says, you know, that Gizzy doesn't belong as the high priestess, that this is B's church. And um, he just, even after joining, he says that, you know, you're, you're supposed to feel something, something more than yeah. he does. Like, he still feels, you know, abandoned and unwanted. And... Uh, he kind of has a little bit of a freak out uh, while they're having a sermon and attacks Gizzy a little bit. Yeah. And then while he's doing that and she like leads him on a goose chase, um, Lakin goes to find Beatrix and he does find her and he's like, hey, we have to go save Ichabod because he decided to stay at the church and like we all know how that's going to end up so they grab their hatchets they steal a face and they kill gizzy and save ichabod and now he feels wanted and i and that's it we don't know we don't know anything else and they're all going to stay together now because <laughs> lakin tells beatrix he's like i know you still i know you still love ichabod you know even though you were going through your little transformation and you need to do what you needed to do, like you still love him and he still loves you. So now they're just like a little a threesome murdering team. They all went back to Arizona, which is where Lakin lives. Where and did you get it just kind of information? Ends. Did it say that? Yeah. I mean, like I implied it, but I don't remember it actually. Well, it just it just said that they were on their way back to Arizona. Not necessarily that they had arrived there, but yeah. I so was like that they were that they were they got back into Lakin's car and they were going to stay together and go back to Arizona. So um it ends very open-ended, uh, which makes me yeah. curious about how the next book is going to fit in. Because as of right now, oh, no. uh, it's you know Ichabod, Lakin, and Beatrix all together. It feels weird to end it here. Like to end this episode here. Yeah, it does. It just feels <laughs> weird know. after all of the turns and twists and secrets and lies that we went through that this is where it ends. And so there is a codex, which is like a box set of this series that I think had, what, two extra small books? Yeah, let me but pull it up. the problem with the codex was that it was about... It was shorter than all three of these books pages combined. 
and that was like five mini books. So we we wanted to read each one separately. Yeah. So. Let's see where this ends. Um, oh, so there's I don't know. It's like short stories. So I think one is like in. I think it might be part of what they do after. Hmm. Like, but I'm not positive. Okay. But no, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's what happens. Well, because, and here's the thing. There's no mention in A Brush with the Devil. I've read both reviews and um, the blurb of that one. Because we were debating whether or not to do this one first. After uh, the Death Blooms book. So when I was first reading about it, there's no mention of anyone else. So like we know in Death Blooms how Gray sews up his boyfriend and his best friend and turns them into like his own little pet. And then in this one, of course, we have Lakin who now has his two people. There's Ichabod and Beatrix. So I'm curious how it's going to be, uh, you know, like how they're going to tie that up. Like, are they going to... You know, maybe that short story tells us. Um, I think so. I think we have to read it. Okay. Which so that would be the last one, right? There's Sunday. two short stories. So in the let's see. Hmm. Okay, so So there's Detch or Detritus and Sunder. And there yeah, I mean one of them is 28 pages and the other one is uh 34 pages okay so i guess we could i mean i guess we could read these too so if you so wanted to find these books yeah. um they're in the maledic the, the malediction codex you would have to download the codex and then they're in the back yeah one starts codex. at 90 percent, and then the other one's right after that yeah, so we could read uh, De- Detritus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And then come back and see. I don't know. Yeah. I just like, have to. I need, I I need some sort of. I for a second to see. And like, I think it's from after. I don't know. Because we, I feel like we can't leave it like this. Like it ended so weird. It did. It ended so <laughs> open. Like, and then yeah. it was such a short book. You know what I mean? There yeah. wasn't any sort of closure uh, other than mm-hmm. the fact that the Church of Satan, I, I'm pretty sure that chapter at least is done. Because, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think they're coming back from that. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I mean, I guess technically you could stop here. Um, that is the technical end of the series. But if you wanted to read along with us, download the Malediction codex and um skip to detritus i don't know how to pronounce it and that's what we're gonna read we'll check back in after that and then we'll read the second short story all right okay so pause here okay we're back yep so uh detritus or detritus whatever it is um that one was actually it was an in-between story so it was in between uh book two and book three yeah yeah 
So right after Beatrix left, or it seemed right around when Beatrix left, when it's just Lakin and Ichabod. And Lakin planned some fucked up version of a date. <laughs> yeah. He... He got Ichabod flowers and he's like, what says, you know, here's some flowers now bend over. Yeah. Um, and he didn't just get him flowers. He got him uh, the lady that worked at the flower shop. And Ichabod was thoroughly confused. <laughs> yeah. Poor Ichabod. And, you know, because he... Uh, he hadn't had any um, experience really with women except for his uh, his half-sister who he used to have sex with and then that one little threesome with Beatrix. So Lakin said that he was going to teach him how to have sex with women. And, and it didn't get that far because Lakin no. ended up killing her. Yeah, she tried to run away. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> and, that and that was it. It was just a that little, was, that a was little the whole psychopath thing. date night. <laughs> So, yeah. so next you know. we are going to do. Courtney said she looked ahead, and it looks like it is the epilogue. Yes. Okay. So that's next. That's what we thought we were going to be reading with this one, but it was just a little short story about Lakin's version of a date. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Still I don't like him any more than I did before. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's hard. They're they're all very hard characters to like. Like even Ichabod is kind of hard to like because like you pity him and you kind of want him to like be out of the situation, but then at the same time it's like he's so codependent. Yeah. That you know that he's never going to dig himself out of that. And so it's hard to like him. Yeah. It's hard to like any anybody in this entire series. Yolanda Olsen has some very hard to like characters. I wonder if she has any books with a happy ever after. I Yeah, I'm wondering. Because... Uh, but I don't know if I'm wondering enough to actually jump in and read more of her stories unprovoked. I think the next one we're going to have to read is going to have to be like a sad one or like an angsty one. You know what I mean? That we know has a happy ever after but it'll still fuck us up along the way. Yeah, we could do that. I've seen a couple that I think <laughs> might be contenders, but I didn't want to read them because they looked angsty. Well, okay, let's read this last little uh, short story, and then we will come back. Again, this is still in the Malediction Codex. So um, if you're reading along with us, pause here, and we'll be back in a second. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> we have officially finished the malediction everything. Yeah, we're done. Um, uh, so this last one um, was basically the epilogue. The, they were on their way to Arizona. Lakin drugged them left them in the van while he went to go find some fun. He also found that he might have some feelings for um, Ichabod and Beatrix, but so he went to this little bar and he saw the most beautiful man he's ever seen. And that man ripped the cord out of his jukebox playing Blondie. And I think it's leading us in to uh, his book with Gray. Yes. 
yeah, so it's going to lead us right into a brush with the devil. Um, also, while when Ichabod and Beatrix woke up, be we kind of saw like a POV from Beatrix where basically at the end of book two, when she gave Ichabod to Lakin, she had pulled Lakin aside and told him to treat him right and said that she's essentially playing a part. Like she has to pretend that she doesn't really care about Ichabod in order to keep him alive. Yeah. So she really does love him. And uh, then they ended up taking a spare set of keys that Beatrix had made for the van. And I think taking off. Mm, but there was really like no closure with that. We just see the end where, you know, Beatrix is like, I have a spare set of keys. Lakin's not as smart as he thinks he is. But and then it goes right into Lakin meeting Greg. No, after she says I have a spare set of keys, um, Ichabod like gets that look on his face like yeah but we're not gonna leave him and then Beatrix like sighs and is like okay whatever yeah so they're so, still wait there when it ended they were still waiting for Lakin they didn't yeah. leave she well, gave him the option and he chose to stay yeah which ugh, it's so sad I mean I'm kind of hoping because we know that a brush with the devil uh is with Lakin and Gray so I'm kind of hoping that maybe Beatrix can like coax Ichabod back. Like I don't like her, but I feel like she's the better option because I don't see her killing Ichabod out of boredom. She actually likes like, she actually loves him. Yeah, she does. So, you know, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. We only have one more book, hopefully in the Yolanda Olsen world, um, which is a brush with the devil. And And what we're going to do is we're going to make that a bonus episode after this one comes out because I feel like we have stretched this as far as we can (laughs) for one episode. Um, So we're going to close out this episode and then um, that episode will come out after this. Yes. And it'll just be a bonus. And uh, so our next I guess are we next week we'll be back on our bi-weekly. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. For those of you who did read along, I hope you enjoyed the roller coaster uh, along with us. And you know, yes, we want to join our Facebook page. Yes, we, we have we a Facebook finally got a Facebook. Page. <laughs> yes. So it's um unashamed, a smut lovers podcast. It's a Facebook group. Uh, it's there's uh, no the actual name is unashamed, a smut lovers podcast group. Yeah, so <laughs> let us know. I added have, group into the name. Up. Maybe for our next read-along, uh, for those of you who do join, <laughs> we can put like a pull-up of like a few different book names. You guys can help us vote to figure out which one. Uh, like Kelsey said last time, we're thinking about maybe doing an angsty book. Just, you know, to where, where there is a happy ending because these don't really come with the happiest of epilogues, you know? They don't come with endings. Period. Yeah. Yeah. They, so they end in the middle of the story. I don't yeah. know. I don't know <laughs> what to feel. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you want to join our group, you know, you can post on there. You'll be able to get um, a little bit more information as far as, you know, our episodes coming up and stuff like that. And also be able to interact with us. So we would love it. Yeah. Seriously. I would too. I'm so excited. Hopefully, we'll see you there. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.